0: my mind deceiving me do i do i turn on deadbeat radio and did i did i miss something did i did i open with with the wrong song am i in the wrong place i wasn't told to get ready how do i know what's going on well don't worry you're in the right place if you came to deadbeat radio here on outlander media network you're still going to find me lance adams behind the wheel well, we're doing a special episode. We've got a wonderful um, opportunity to spread uh, a little local love for sure to uh, somebody doing good things. And we didn't have a lot of time together. We didn't have our normal uh, marathon Jap session uh, that we would have. Uh, and so I wanted to sit down today. I've got a just for a limited time with a wonderful man, Mr. Charles Albally. Is that right? Al Al-Bally. Albally. Charles Albally. That is a, a, a beautiful name. What is the, the origin there? It's Arabic. Arabic, beautiful. Um, and uh, Terry, uh, as always, uh, hanging out with us. Good said to be here, Lance. I've got it. Good to have you, man. Um, said I've got somebody I really want to uh, uh, you to meet, and so uh, I'm happy to be here with you because you're doing something really cool. You are a uh, a lawyer who works for um, some wonderful humane causes, from what I understand, and I want to get into that. But you're running for city council here in Knoxville, uh, and I really want to find out a couple things about why you would want to do that what motivates you and what uh, what you hope to accomplish? So I know we've got a short amount of time, but please make yourself at home and let us know what's going on. So first off, Charles, w- where are you from? You from here in Knoxville originally?
1: Born and raised in Knoxville. Nice. Born in UT Hospital. Graduated UT. Nice.
0: Okay. Okay. My daughter was born in UT, uh, and then I was banned a few weeks later. Uh, so um, I have some mixed feelings about UT Hospital. I won't hold them against you. Um, so it's cool that you're staying here. Um, working on your hometown. You're you're doing uh, grassroots style things. Um, how? do did you uh get into law because that's your your profession what all politicians have a profession before they become politician of some form law doctor uh engineer we see all kinds of things um reality tv star uh whatever um but um you're a lawyer by nature so how did you decide to do that where did you get into law as a a, a love profession
1: so really it was all about What can I do to help people? What can I do to help those particularly who can't help themselves? After I graduated uh, and got my undergraduate degree in public administration and food and agriculture business, Hmm. not exactly uh, a lot of opportunities. My first job was, my next job was working as a custodian at the University of Tennessee. It pays the
0: bills, man. You got to do what you got to do.
1: Yeah, and I enjoyed working there. At that point in time, I had no qualms with it. It was the highest paying job I had ever had. Nice. So so it was a step up, uh, particularly from fast food, uh, the benefits, the pay consistency, all of that. But what I, what I felt in my heart was that even though I could pay the bills with this and I had all the free time in the world, there was still something bugging me, something bothering me, eating away at me internally that... How can I live comfortably while so many of those around us aren't? And have been historically marginalized through a systematic process in local government, state government, and federal government. And what I realized is there was a way for me to work on those issues, and that was by practicing law. (coughs) So I took the LSAT. Praise the Lord, I got a good score. And I applied to UT. I got waitlisted, but I got accepted into the University of Memphis. Okay. I went to Memphis. My wife lived in Knoxville while I went to law school in Memphis. It was a difficult experience. It was a, an adjustment, a mm-hmm. learning experience. It was my first time living by myself. Mm-hmm. I went from being living at home with my mom to Living at home with my wife. wife, Uh, So that was the first time I'd been on my own having to do everything. Absolutely everything. Pay the bills, cook, clean, uh, laundry, all that completely without any help. Without uh, somebody there just to comfort me while I'm going through all of that. And.
0: How long were you there in Memphis? One year. One year.
1: Two semesters. And it was a, I lived in student housing and my neighbor was the nephew of a very prominent uh civil rights leader in mm. Memphis. So it was a very nice. beautiful I didn't know that until after I spent a semester there and I realized all these buildings have a certain name on it. Nice. <laughs> and then I asked I said, Hey, what's this name? And you asked your last name and he was he told me. And I was like, Wow.
0: Nice. That's cool. That's cool. So when you're in Memphis then you came back to Knoxville? Yes. And nice.
1: I finished my law degree. And after I finished my law degree, I started working as an attorney for children. Cool. So it's my job as a guardian ad litem. It's an appointed position that uh, the clerks give out on an as-needed basis it's my job to look out for a child's best interest to make sure they get food shelter clothing emotional support is this At, in
0: any situation or is this just in like a divorce a foster parent uh, orphaned what 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 calls for these situations
1: in my so there are other uh, Cases, but in my particular case, it was on dependency and neglect hearings. Got it. So okay. it's when a child DCS a, comes in, yes. and
0: yeah, yeah. And <laughs> we've been, um, uh, my wife and I've been through that a couple years ago. Um, we have a, a neighbor we don't get along with too well, um, who has done this to other people in our neighborhood, and so we got the call. Uh, the neighbor, you know, come the DCS comes by, you've been reported. Look, I may be an asshole, but I'm not abusing to my kids. <laughs> and so she even within ten minutes of being there, she was like, "You guys need to know." I understand this isn't real. I have to do my job and I've got to, I th- once the the, the 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 genie's out of the bottle, all three wishes got to be made. I got to go all paperwork and she went through all of she said, "But I have been here within 10 minutes and I know this is not an abusive home."
1: And and if you don't mind, I'd like <clears throat> to speak on that a little bit. Because, please, please. Because when people do that, they take advantage of the system in many Correct. ways. But imagine how that social worker feels every day. having to investigate these cases some of them never know and some of them not and she's got to go into these situations and that's what i told her and that is a very challenging job i couldn't do it and that's what i and in my short experience about two and a half years of working in that field i've seen four main issues Mm -hmm. poverty substance abuse Mm -hmm. violence and mental health struggles Mm -hmm. and particularly just the stigmas around them Mm -hmm. we're afraid to talk about them and as long as we're afraid to talk about them we're afraid to get help about it, 100%. and and seeing that every day, I felt great being an attorney, but at the end of the day, this is one case at a time, and yeah. it keeps happening every day, month after month, year after year. Sometimes families come in, we give them all the services, everything we can, and then something just gets off track. But there is a way that we can address it without having to wait until this problem has occurred, until this trauma, traumatic event has happened to this child. We can do it through social service programs mm-hmm. that the city can offer. We have things like community schools that offer after-school programs for children and to give them something to do away from the phones, away from
0: a boys' club, girls' club situation, a healthy place to go and be, with something of that nature, something right? Something of that nature, right. yes. Uh, we've. Uh, I grew up. Uh, uh, always having a boys club that later became the boys and girls club uh, in my city. I live in a small city just uh, east of Knoxville. Um, And so I, I I saw kids there. um, And then when I took my son for a while, I saw kids there that had to be there. They didn't have a choice. We, when I was a kid and my, my, my children chose to go there to have something to do. There were children there who clearly didn't have a choice. And so if those programs don't exist and you don't have a choice, what do you do
1: exactly and that's where the city's got to come in and make sure that they do exist that we have a program that the children can come to after school it helps the parents save on child care costs correct it allows them to work longer correct it allows them to build their child's emotional self-esteem with those extracurriculars and social support the community comes together at the end of every night a community school and they have a dinner everybody's welcome parents children everybody and that is huge
0: and you never know how many of those kids are homeschooled and it's the only social interaction they get outside of the house and that's good because i know there are those kids too um that are homeschooled that go to some of these programs um so i i think that's awesome dude charles i really um the fact that as a parent who 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 struggles um we don't have that my wife uh, is disabled so she's at home um we live with my parents who are retired so we have support but i still know the areas i struggle and i see parents who struggle in other areas and so i empathize amazingly because i i understand my struggle so i know yours um the fact that that's your vision your your carrot that's the carrot on the stick you're chasing um i love it man I love it. So the next step for you, taking that love, you want to go bigger. You want to go city council. Yes. So let me let me ask something. I know we, we've got limited time, and you don't have to go super deep into a, uh, a social studies lesson here. But we understand, as a society, very little about politics. We think we know, but we don't. Um, we're mostly very ignorant. Again, we say we're a democracy. We're not um, there are little semantic things that that all day long we get wrong. We know what a president does. We know what a vice president. We vaguely know what Congress, governor, mayor, um, etc. What does a city councilman do? What exactly specifically divides that? Is it is it like a city's version of Congress? Is that kind of what it does? If you have a mayor that would be the president of the city, is city council sort of the Congress Senate of a local city area? That's always what I assumed, but, but fill me in. What does that position do?
1: Okay. So there's three main things. Uh-huh. The first and most important thing is the budget. So here's what happens every year. They do a budget review process and it's about it has to, it goes over two hearings uh-huh. and there's a limited amount of of input from the city councilors, as much as they want to put into it. We right. have a strong mayor system. The mayor really presents the budget to the city council, mm-hmm. and the city council just votes yes or no. Okay. But that's $400 million of taxpayer money that's spent every year. So that's huge. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing are ordinances and resolutions. So an ordinance like the zoning ordinances, recode. Voting on uh, building uh, permits or regulations, uh, zoning regulations, uh, sh- making sure... Uh, the civil side
0: of running things. Making sure that, again, the, the right kind of buildings go in the right places, the roads are still going where the roads need to go. Those sort of things, right?
1: Yeah, administrative tasks. The administrative, that's the and word the I was looking for. Exactly. Uh streets it's paved.
0: all it's all the kids that 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 failed at playing sim city don't have any clue what we're talking about but it's those things it literally is the upkeep and the management and the resource management of your
1: city yeah exactly yeah. thank yeah. you i'm uh, so i there's that and then the the beer board but that's what a city councilor does, but there's also a misunderstanding of how the, the election process even works for city council. We have a really voter a low voter turnout in this city.
0: People don't vote in local elections, period, which is funny because we think, president, that's what matters. And it's like, yep, it does, because that's who takes us to war. But it's our local Local politics that actually affect our daily life far more than we realize.
1: Absolutely. So police policies and yes. procedures. I mean, that's a huge thing right now, particularly for our African-American community and our Hispanic right. community. We have 287G that the county sheriff is uh, has an agreement with ICE where they work with them whenever they get an undocumented immigrant. And our police force sends our residents that we put in jail to the county jail so that means they are having now to deal with ice and that's unacceptable so those type of policies and procedures uh there's uh excuse me no you're fine
0: um <clears throat> but uh those things um and again city to city that's why certain cities are run better like again i come from a county where the jail specifically is a third world prison certain cities have better systems in place for pen, uh, 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 penalizing this, that, and the other for housing inmates. Um, and that is the kind of thing that does filter through a city council?
1: Well, no, because that's the, the jail and the the maintenance of that I believe is on the sheriff. But the fact that the city has a relationship and works with the sheriff in this process means we should have some say in whether there's a cooperation with ICE. Right. But there's... I can see that. There's... A lot of things that are done at a local level that just go unnoticed oh, of course. people think oh that's a national issue that's a national issue but clean water that's an issue here in east tennessee we have over 500 miles of waterway that's too polluted to fish or swim in that's unacceptable in the
0: agricultural state that is sadly uh uh disappointing
1: and we at local government can address these infrastructural challenges and we have the ability to do that of course we can get federal money from but we're the ones doing the decision making and you
0: still have to be the one who asks for it
1: yes and we've got to work on these issues we can't ignore them we can't say all oh, that we'll fix it later because then what happens we have bridges collapse we have sewers that just overrun uh Unclean drinking water. We don't want that. I want to be able to drink the water that comes out this tap, and if it gets to a point where we can't, that's a problem. And we need to go ahead. I'm no, no, you're fine. Go ahead. I just, I just want to make sure we have leadership in this city that is going to address these challenges before they get too far. Because this is what we're hearing. We're hearing, oh, we don't have money for it in the budget. We don't have money for body cameras. We don't have money for this. Well. Let's talk about money for safety of our citizens. What about protecting our officers as well? Let's just spend that money and we'll save money in the long run.
0: Right Oh, agree. 100 percent agree.
1: So they're using these excuses that are really just excuses because they don't want to address the issues. right
0: which is common that's uh, the band-aid philosophy tends to always be hey let's just patch it for right now we don't need to figure out why it's happening just make it stop for the moment Um, and that is a problem on all levels of government but what I wanted to touch on a second ago you mentioned clean water and that was a local uh, thing for anybody who doesn't understand that how many cities have you ever heard of with I don't know famously dirty drinking water hmm we know of one Now, keep in mind, that's one city. It's not a country. It's not a whole state. It's one city. So clearly, it is a local problem, and you've never thought about it like that. And I'm not saying it's not for people outside of that to be outraged about it, but it should be a if it could happen to them mentality. If it can happen to Flint, it could be me. And so I obviously need to put a position uh, of power in play that prevents that. Because obviously the poor people of Flint at some point haven't. And that sucks.
1: I just got goosebumps. <laughs> but, but it, exactly. I mean, we're dealing with it in uh, Lincoln Park o- Lincoln Park Oakwood neighborhood in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. We had the fire there. Okay. And we have a lot of industries uh, in, in Lonsdale where I live. And these places pollute in in Lincoln Park Oakwood the mm-hmm. fire this uh this past May they had to evacuate hundreds of homes people they didn't get reimbursed for that they'll have to sue if they want that and the, this person that the company that did it has hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and back taxes due you know i know of people on fixed incomes elderly people who have had their homes sold from underneath them oh, yeah. for uh, less than a $1,000 in property taxes owed after two years of owing it. Mm -hmm. But this company owes hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines and taxes, and we're just going to let them burn down a neighborhood and let them stay up there? That's okay? No. No, we have to have leadership that is at least going to speak out on it. Like, if that's the least we can do, then that's what we're going to do
0: yeah i love it i love it charles i I really do applaud that because as somebody who like i told you earlier off air and i've told the story on air before um uh, i was wrongly convicted of a a crime um was offered judicial diversion an alfred plea which again you understand and most people don't know what an alfred plea is uh which basically they say we have you by the balls and we could squeeze uh but we're not and you can't really get out so if you just say uncle we'll fuck with you a little less um is that pretty fair Pretty spot on.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's this so, one description. Yeah, not, it's, not, not the law school description. No, no I,
0: <laughs> I get it. Um, my my listeners probably uh, would relate to that better than anything. But that's what it is. It says we have you. We could squeeze, and if you say uncle, we'll we'll let you go.
1: And and in legal terms, basically, it's it's you you believe that they may have enough evidence against Mm -hmm. you and you don't feel like arguing with them verbatim exactly where i was yep
0: i couldn't afford to fight it um i couldn't innocent people still go to jail and if i go to jail my my family crumbles because again i have a disabled wife two elderly parents and two small children that count on my single income to depend on um and so If I go to jail for something I did not do, um, which happens all the fucking time. Um, and so I was like, yeah, whatever. And I had to pay a bunch of fines I couldn't afford, but Hey, that's cheaper than what a lawyer to fight. It would have cost me from a company that could have fought it that I couldn't. And so I've been wrapped up in that. Um, and I still know that there are people using the system to fight for what's right and i love to see that and so i'm very happy to know that there's somebody like you out there um in the system fighting for the people um that need help because i had a lawyer friend of mine who helped me and pointed me in the direction and i had people that helped me fight um when i couldn't fight um and so um knowing that there's a possibility that you could help a whole city to fight um is amazing um, so what's what's next I know I've got um, uh, word that we're doing um, of uh, some kind of fundraiser coming up with some friends of mine I believe a comedy fundraiser you got that coming up is that right
1: I believe so that's we're still waiting on the details okay. on that but we definitely have a an album release party by Great. mr. Kobayashi on October 26th okay Um uh, in The Burlington neighborhood, but I'd also like to shout out because I'm not doing this alone. Like, I couldn't one vote Nobody on the city council is important, but in order to make a difference, we're trying to get the majority of the votes on the city council. Cool. So, I'm a part of the city council movement with David Hayes, who's running for at large seat B, and Amelia Parker, who's running for at large seat C. Vote for them, okay? It is essential.
0: How when when you go to vote for city council, how is that broke down? Is that by your uh, like your school district, or how is that that broke down?
1: So the way the elections work is the primaries, you only vote for your particular district. In that mm-hmm. case, only fifth district voters could vote for me. Correct. In the general, everybody in the city who's registered to vote can vote for every position. Got it. Right now, we have the mayor, a judge, at large seat A, B, C, and the fifth district seat up. Okay. That's four seats and the mayor. That is the leadership of our city being determined. We need people to show similar up. Similar
0: to taking, uh, you know, a Democrat, or Republican taking the House and the Congress or taking the, that's very similar to, again, any year where in the major elections you win a president and the Congress or the House. You, 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 if you have the right amount of momentum all coming in with the same philosophy and the same plan, they can just bust the door down and make amazing things happen. Or you get two of this, one of this, three of this, and you just end up fighting. So this is your chance if you believe in this sort of thing, one you're a decent human being. Um and you have a chance to put people in power that have a philosophy that will make sure you have the power as a citizen of this city. And I love that, man. I love that. So where else can we find out? Where can we help the campaign? That's why you're here. We want to make sure that people find you, people support you. Um, And running a campaign is not cheap. Keep in mind, it costs money to make posters. Just like being a musician, just like being a comedian, it does not fucking come free. You have to pay to get out there, gas money to get to the next place to let people know where you are. So if people want to donate to your campaign, where can we do that? Because I know that's a big part of it.
1: So you can go to Vote Charles VoteCharlesAlbowie at Facebook, and there's an ActBlue donation link. Of course, you can go to my website, VoteCharlesAlbowie.com, and there's links, I believe, on the Twitter and Instagram pages as well. Okay. Uh, please message us any way you want to help. You can canvass, phone bank, uh, volunteer doing data entry, anything. Tell your friends. Ask your family. Ask them if they want to be a part of the movement. And all you got to do is vote. But please, this is a grassroots effort. Tell everybody you know about the city council movement.
0: Nice. Well, we want to help get behind that. Um, Because, again, we we typically don't do political or topical um, things here. Um, I try to keep it open. I'm pretty open. I, I tend to be a right wing conservative. Uh, I am a Christian, um, and so I tend to be a very tokenized uh, in the comedian world, where they're typically all liberal, left wing, baby killing heathens. Um, <laughs> Not nah, kidding. Um, but but I don't I don't judge who you are are based on on your philosophies on taxes and things like that. Uh, uh, We can all get along. We don't like the same TV shows. We don't like the same. You're a Coca-Cola guy. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. You may like this show. I may like that show. You may believe in this, that, and the other. You may have a higher power. You may not. We can still believe that you can help out and make sure to just not be a dick. Hey, somebody gets knocked down, reach your hand out. Pick them up right somebody needs that extra little thing that you could help them with help it we don't need to make you do it that's that again i'm a right-wing conservative i don't want to make you um, donate i want to give you the reason to want to do it so that's one of those things we can disagree politically on how we make it but most important let's reach a hand out and make everybody stand to their tallest let's make everybody out there a little better than they were yesterday And nobody can disagree with that, right? Whether you're right wing, left wing, um, Christian, atheist, um, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, libertarian, whatever. We all agree that we don't need to be a dick to each other. Everybody could use a hand. And people like you out there making it happen um, is the best way to do it. So, Charles, thanks a bunch for coming on and and giving us a chance to um, help you out and give us a chance to potentially make this just a better world one city at a time.
1: Well, thank you, Lance, and thank you, Terry, for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. We no appreciate
0: problem. we appreciate you coming, man, because um we're 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 a uh, um a very open platform here when it comes to um being gracious, great, grateful, and gracious to um anybody who wants to come on. And just tell their story, and you got a great story. So um, I'm 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 so thankful you're here. Um, anything else that we can give a chance to get out there to help you? Any other links? Um, send them to us. We'll be looking for those on the on the, the website. Or any um, last words? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got any other chance? You want to? You mentioned. Why don't you play us out with your? You you had a speech earlier, right? You want to you want to test that out here?
1: I'll try. Let's <laughs> let's
0: give that out. We'll, we'll have Terry cue up the the music. I'll let you sit. <laughs> you want him
1: to do it over fire? Woman? No, 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 no. Have
0: it ready. <laughs> Uh, but go ahead and give your speech, and then um, we'll say goodbye uh, uh, on that. So
1: I'm going to do my best to okay. remember what I said at the forum.
0: Charles Albawe.
1: Peace and blessings. My name's Charles Albawe. I'm running for Knoxville City Council's 5th District seat. Now, I want to win your vote, but what I really want is to win your heart. I plan to do that by being honest. The first thing I'm going to be honest about is I want power. I want the power and control that comes with being your city councilor. I want the power so I can put it right back where it belongs into the hands of the people. Now, I'm just Knoxville's own son coming from the bottom depths of the social ladder. Now, this is, we know money has too much control in elections, but this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to vote for Knoxville's very own son who comes from who rose up from the bottom depths of the social ladder to be the man you see you hear before you today. An advocate, an advocate for those who are struggling with poverty, substance abuse, violence and mental health so that they, too, can rise above their circumstances. So thank you all for having me on here. I appreciate it. And I hope you all have a blessed evening.
0: We do have a blessed evening. We do have a blessed evening. Thank you so much. Charles, I couldn't, couldn't do this without you. Um, a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. But a comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. So, Charles, thanks a bunch for being here. Terry, uh, making it happen. Everybody Deadbeat Radio, I'm your host, Lance Adams, here on Outlander Media Network. This has been a Parallel Universe uh, 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 episode, and we have loved it. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time.